Hey friends, this is Karen Weiss coming at you live, well, live when we're recording this, <laughs> with uh, Missy Schoonover, my awesome co-host. Hello, party people. And we are recording this, we should say, on March 3rd. 3rd. So that gives you contact. March 3rd, 2022, yes. which gives you context for what is happening in the world. Today. Today. Minute by minute, almost. Right. Um, and so we're going to talk about prayer because if you're anything like me and Missy, you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. Yes. With all of the things. All the things. So, yeah. It, Where do you want to jump off? Well, from? well, you know, I think it's I think it's important to note again. You know, just like you said, today is Thursday, March the third. It is about ten minutes after one in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Eastern time. Standard Time. And normally, when we're preparing to to record a podcast, Karen and I will you know we'll pray about it, and and almost every time we will come to the same couple of topics that are on our heart. So that happened again. And yesterday when we were just, we were kind of like uh, pre-gaming, if you will, like, you know, these are some really big, heavy, huge topics that are of extreme importance in the lives of all people in all places. We, we then realized we can plan and we can, but our world is changing literally hour by hour or even minute by minute. So we, <laughs> to be full disclosure, what we thought we were going to talk about today, we're not. Mm -hmm. Because everything from yesterday to today. Things are changing. Things are changing. And um, I'm just going to be really transparent and honest. I am having a hard time processing it. Mm -hmm. As a Christian in the United States, in the year 2022, I'm having a hard time. And I don't normally have a hard time when it comes to processing in prayer. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I told my chiropractor yesterday. Because um, he knows that Pat and I kind of have a standing invitation to Australia from some of his contacts. And mm -hmm. in the fly fishing world, he was like, so it looks like Australia is opening back up again. Are you going to go, you know, maybe next year? And I was like, well you know, I don't know. Pat's supposed to be in Spain this fall for a fly fishing competition. We'll see if, we'll see if he goes to that. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and I was only like a quarter joking when, you know, as I was leaving, I said to my chiropractor, you know, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to get out of what's happening, but it might be that I'm not supposed to plan. <laughs> right. Right. And he was like, oh, yeah, be more spontaneous. I'm like, that's the message that I'm getting at this point. <laughs> right. Be more spontaneous. But coming back to like what you're talking about, it's hard for me because I love to travel internationally. Like Absolutely. I have I have worked with people from literally all over the world. And I don't remember now, but um, I'm guessing there was someone from the Ukraine at a gathering that I was at in 2015. And 
because there were people from Russia, Kazakhstan, um, oh my gosh, Thailand, everywhere. Vietnam. I remember us laughing that it was, you know, it was like the International Coalition meeting. It was. Because <laughs> there that's, were so many nations represented. I'd forgotten about that. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what that was. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, mm-hmm. oh, my, I have met some of these people. Very likely, yes. And that just disrupted my apple cart even more. <laughs> right. Right. Because, you know, yes, we can pray for really specific things, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when we're overwhelmed, that doesn't, those specific things don't come out of us often. No. Um, no, they don't. And so we thought we'd talk about prayer and how to pray when you don't have the words or when you've got a pinball machine going in your head. And, yeah, you go from one extreme to the other and everywhere in between in a half a second. That's a really good visual, a pinball machine, because, you know, you have the bouncing, the bouncing around, the lights, the sounds, all the distractions, all the things. And and that that is a really great visual because that's how I feel on the inside. Mm. And. There have been times in the past, you know, disclosure time, you know, I'm an intercessor. <laughs> I never wanted to be an intercessor. I never wanted this gift. And God said, hey, here you go. This is what you're going to have. So in various times throughout my journey, I have been compelled, is the only word I can use, to pray for situations and people in countries that I've never been I don't know anyone there, and God has been very clear to me, no, you're going to pray for this, and you're going to pray specifically for these people, and I was able to do it, even without any connection. And now it's like we we all feel, or at least I, I know Karen and I, we both feel so connected to so many different people's sufferings in so many different ways and places and there are times, just, this just happened to me, uh, last weekend we were at a cabin, at our cabin in Maine, and it's very remote, and, and I, I spend as much time as I can there with, you know, I do have some distractions, but without the distractions, you know, I spend a lot of time just really being able to clear my thoughts and listen. <laughs> That's hard. Listen. And I started almost feeling guilty when I was feeling like, okay, well, now I want to pray for people in the United States who are being impacted so severely by what's happening with inflation and what's happening with, you know, all of the different pieces of that. And then I'm like, well, wait a second. In comparison to what the Ukrainians are facing and then the people, have you ever done that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you start going down this, well, well, where should I pray and who should I pray? And friends, that's nothing more than the enemy getting a hold of my pride and making me think that what I want to order and prioritize matters, <laughs> really. Because what happens is when you start to go down those paths of, oh, my goodness, well, I want to pray over here, and that pinball machine, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go here. And then you hit the little, what do they call them, the little flapper or whatever, yeah. and the ball shoots up to the corner. Well, okay, now I'm over here. And ding, 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 I'm over here. I end up sometimes not praying. 
because I don't know what to say. Hmm. And then I talked mm -hmm. to my dear friend Karen, and she can relate. And then we remind ourselves of truth. So as believers, and we, you know, we, we don't know if people listening to us today are believers or if you're not a believer, but if you have Jesus in your life, you know, we're speaking to you. If you have not yet met him, please pray to, to get to know him. But we have all the answers we need for how to pray. And it comes in different forms. Mm -hmm. And I, that's the one of the big differences I'll say, generally speaking, between you and I, is that I'm a very visual prayer. There are times when you have been a visual prayer. Mm -hmm. But overall, like if I'm praying, especially intercessory prayer, or if God really wants to say something to me, I will get a visual that goes, it's like a movie running in my head of, of either what God's telling me, what I'm praying for, and those kind of things. And an intercessory prayer, like if you don't know what to pray for, you can pick a thing in your head and you don't need words. You don't have to be specifically using words to petition. So if we're talking about the Ukraine, which has been heavy on my heart. Me too. I, I'll look at a map. Or get an, an image of a map in my head. And a lot of times what comes to me is this like glowy, sparkly gold that rests over top. Like I'm, I realize that I'm praying for protection for them, but I'm not using any words. Right. Like it, it's more of a very much an image mental um, kind of thing, which, I don't know, it is what it is. But Well, I mean, I think that's one of the really cool things about God mm -hmm. and his creativity and how he makes each of us very different. And he, and he has, you know, he has gifts that he gives each of us, and they're different, mm -hmm. and they change. And, you know, I, you're right, um, as far as visuals, there have been times that I have been quite startled, <laughs> I guess is the word, when I will get this picture in my head of a person, mm -hmm. you know, and I will never know if it's a real person or if God is, you know, through the Holy Spirit sitting next to me saying, I'm going to give you a picture of a person to make it more personal for mm -hmm. you. Um, but, you know, intercessory prayer for me in the past has always been, I, I think a long time ago, I even may have said this to you, Karen. It's almost like, okay, I got new marching orders. Mm -hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit laid this region of the world or this particular person on my heart, and I knew exactly how I was supposed to pray. And for a lot of people that are intercessors, that is that is a common thread that we have. We mm -hmm. get called to intercede for a certain person or group of people or part of the world, and Karen and I um, know someone that has always interceded for the world, and she has the maps and things in her prayer room. And I remember early on in our journey thinking that that was really kind of cool and weird and, and everything all at the same time. And now I find myself looking at maps all the time. 
And uh, Karen is praying that, you know, that gold, beautiful dome. I always think of it when you describe it mm-hmm. like this dome over it. Yep. And we were just sharing the other day. And, you know, it's funny because we share a brain, but sometimes <laughs> we don't talk about some things that are happening in our prayer life. And I don't know if it's by God's design or the enemy trying to keep us down, but we were talking and it really surprised me because Karen's like, I'm praying for protection and I'm praying for you know, the hardened hearts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm praying specifically for for soldiers mm-hmm. and specifically for the Russian soldiers. And Karen's like, well, I'm praying for the Ukrainians. And I'm like, isn't that God's way? You know, I've been praying for very specific, you know, things. And then as we were talking, and I think I even said to you, well, what I'm realizing now is I wasn't really praying. I was just talking at God. About what I wanted to see happen, <laughs> similar to months ago when Karen and I both in the same day were wanting to smite people. I realized like I, a year ago. I mean, I wasn't wanting to smite the Russian soldiers. Do not misunderstand. I want them to have this undeniable compulsion to walk away, mm. to put down their arms and say, no more. I'm not doing this. And let the Holy Spirit woo them even more. But then I realized I wasn't saying, God, what do you want to do? Do what you... So sometimes I thought I was praying when I really wasn't. I was just telling God what I wanted him to do. <laughs> well, that is prayer. Let's but, be but clear. From me, but for me, yeah. And this is where each person has a different, yeah. a different style. That's not how I have ever prayed. Well, and... Well, early on before I knew what I was called to be. <laughs> well, yeah. So in terms of specifically intercessory prayer, that's not how you pray. Mm-mm. But in terms of prayer in the overall, you know, 40,000 foot view. Oh, I tell God every day what I want him to do. You know, that that's <laughs> that's part of the relationship. Of that things. I'm so comfortable with him as my father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so comfortable with Jesus and the Holy Spirit that I have those conversations. And then I can come back and say, and, and I will always tag it on at the end. I mean, if it's in your will, that's what I want you to do. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that he kind of laughs alongside me like, okay, well, there, you just did the asterisk disclaimer. You know, but right, there's so many, and, you know, prayer. Oh, my gosh, Google books on prayer. Mm. There's 19 gazillion billion, you know, out there. Because it is just a language that you use with God. But I am finding myself struggling right now. Mm -hmm. And the scripture that comes to my mind in cases where people are like, oh, I just don't know what to pray, is one of those Pauline passages where he talks about the spirit connecting with your spirit and the groaning yes. and a sigh, a deep sigh, is prayer. Yes. Tears are prayer. Mm-hmm. Fists in the air in frustration and anger. That's prayer. Yeah. And so we don't have to say anything. He already knows our heart. And there's a, there's a trust factor in it, right? So like yeah. the a lot of the intercessory prayer that we see modeled in churches 
during worship on Sunday is very much specific petitionary prayer. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not so much anymore, um, depending on how depends. depending on how the pastor mm -hmm. navigates privacy. Right, right. That very um, well said. Mm -hmm. But but that's that's often what's modeled. And that's not what we're talking about. No. Right. And that's a gr great point to make. Great point to make. Because that is, I mean, and, and that's not ever been my model. Yeah. Ever. So why during this time of all these different bells and lights with the pinball machine flashing, you know, why for some reason I started to beat myself up about not being able to do that? It's just... It's just the work of the enemy wanting to keep God's mm. people from petitioning what's on our hearts. Mm. And I don't have to pray for all people and all things and all situations. But right now, there's so many things happening in the world that do trouble me. But, you know, I was telling Karen earlier, you know, last night, well, I don't sleep. And for those of you that know me, like in the real time, you know, I don't sleep. And it's annoying to most people, but I don't. But last night, I just, my brain was going to all the different scenarios of all the different things in the world that are really hard things. And I just, you know, and I said out loud, you know, I just don't know what, you know, I just don't know what for you to do. Oh, God, you do what you need to do. <laughs> you know, I caught myself like, it's not what I want God to do. God I trust you, and I'm crying out to you. I'm not okay with what I see. Just like your people thousands of years ago were not okay with what they saw. And how many prophets, one after the other, said, when, you know, the Lord says, when my people humble themselves and come to me, I will hear them. I have done a lot of that groaning and crying, and just not, not having the words, and not even being able to articulate what it is that is so troubling to me, because there's so many things. But there are so many different kinds of prayer. You know, there was a time where, um, you know, Karen and I knew someone that did the, um, oh, what was it called, the, the, with the colored pencils, and... Oh, yeah, praying in color. Praying in color, you know, that's prayer. There's just, I, I just wonder if the Holy Spirit is tugging at believers saying, explore new ways to talk with me. Because mm. that's kind of how I feel right now. Like, you know, mm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. My initial reaction to that is I'm tired of doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can, I can, I can agree with that. You I was under, trying. I was you trying. You understand to, completely where I'm coming from I with know. that. Okay, backstory for those of you. <laughs> I, um, I was in a dark night for nine years and had to continually figure out how God and I were going to have conversations, and in a lot of ways that hasn't stopped. Um, I thought it would. Like I thought I'd be able to settle and be like, "Oh, okay, God and I are going to talk this way forever." No. No. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is one of those 
say thorns in my side um, that I carry around where God is seemingly always mixing it up on me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, even though I have frustration in that, I've gotten used to it. And when, as a spiritual director, when people come to me and they're like, I can't hear God anymore. I'm like, okay, you just have to figure out how you're, how you're going to hear God now. Change the frequency. Yeah. You like it, It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Right. And people, like, there's such relief mm-hmm. when I say, this is not a big deal. So listeners, if you are having trouble praying, if you don't know what to pray, if you're like, I'm not hearing God anymore, and I don't know what to do about it, and oh, what have I done? Right. I, I, I. Woo. Get out of uh, it. Apart from the fact that all those sentences start mm-hmm. with the singular uh, personal. Mm-hmm. Um, what if it's an invitation? You know, I always hate it when you say that, but it's always so true. So true. <laughs> I think my directees hate it, too. <laughs> They're like, uh oh. <laughs> Conviction. She's used the word invitation. Conviction is a sneaky little tool that the enemy can't get around because the Holy Spirit uses it with us to remind us and show us. So, yeah, it is an invitation. And it's a beautiful thing because mm-hmm. we're invited into more of more of the facets of God. Right. That's, like we're, we're given, a, that's when a we're great. invited into that, there's, oh, Holy Spirit's opening door number 17. Let's go. Let's go. Like, mm-hmm. as you were just saying that, I just had these, you know, this doesn't happen often, but I just had this vision <laughs> of a prism and the sun hitting oh. it and and all the different oh, colors. And it's like, where do you, where do you look? Mm-hmm. And it's like, God can do that with us and say, look beyond your one little you know, this, this is one little area that you've been in. Look at all I have for you. And it's interesting because I, I, I think I did not, you know, hide it that when I was gifted with the gift of intercession, I was not happy. <laughs> and I wanted to give it back and I didn't like it. Like, I don't understand what this is. I don't know what's happening. And, and other intercessors, I think, I think you'll understand because people that had been gifted with intercession for many years, you know, helped mentor me. And they were mm-hmm. like, what you're feeling is normal. This is a change. But isn't it interesting that I have fought against it? I've done it. But I have really, all these decades now, have really been like, I don't like. Eh. And now that I am in this new season where God, I think, is inviting me. To explore other ways of prayer. It's still intercession. I'm resisting it. <laughs> You're like, I don't like this either. I don't like this either. <laughs> the devil you know versus the devil you don't. You know, that's probably not the right words to say when you're talking about prayer. But it's but isn't that kind of isn't that human nature? Yeah. Karen loves change. Well, let me put it this way. More often than not, yes. More often than not, Karen loves change and is able to pivot very quickly. I do not mind change because mm-hmm. it's growing and it's and I I do have more spontaneity in me than Karen. She yeah. is much more of the <laughs> which know, sounds probably sounds weird, but it's true. I love to plan and I'm okay just being like, okay, let's see. Now my husband, on the other hand, he <laughs> makes Karen's planning look like kindergartners with crayons. I mean, at times. So the yin and the yang, we we complement well, but. But, you know, I just, 
I knew. I, I always knew after those initial years, I always knew this is how I am called to pray. And it's like God is now saying, well, maybe I have something different for you. How about we explore over here? I still pray and I still get compelled to pray just like the Russian soldiers are on my heart. And that is not to say, you know, I had someone earlier in the week say, well, if you're praying for the Russians, then you don't care about the Ukrainians. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. No. Wow. That's not how this works. That's not how this works because other people are praying for for a. Of course I care about the Ukrainians, and my heart is grieving for them. And when I walked into Karen's office, I was like, I can't. There are so many horrible things happening, and, and I can't. And I, But yet I am not being called to pray specifically for that. And this is where I'll say in terms of like a prayer sequence, <laughs> if there is such a thing— where we can we can get out what we want, like what you were talking about, so telling God what you would love to have happen in this in a situation, right? And then say, okay, God, you've heard what I want. Let me hear what you want, right? And God has worked with me, and I think with you in ways that we are asked to pray for things we don't necessarily want to pray for. All the time. And so there's a submission in that. And so for for those of you who God lays on your heart something really specific to pray for, it's okay that you're not praying for the other mm-hmm. a thousand things that <laughs> that are going wrong in the world. Because if God calls you to pray for something specific, then... We want to be obedient to that because the blessing is in the obedience. As much as saying that statement makes me want to. Makes my tongue swell up. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. believe you just said that. Right. But there is something beautiful in that. And there's also a freedom and a trust that if God is, at least for me, if God is placing something on my heart to pray for, which doesn't happen often, but it isn't at this time. Right now it is. Right now it is. I am trusting and I know that God has literally the other team covered and also all of the other stuff happening in the world. Right. What, what like God has we... other, like there are, there's a billion Christians. God, God's got this covered. And if we, and if we would all just, I used to, when I used to mentor young moms, I used to say to them, because they were like, I don't have the time that you have to spend in prayer. And I said, if you're sitting at a red light, make that your prayer time. It, it, you can do this in snippets. You can do this in God, in God's economy, time is not our time. And, you know, earlier in the week, too, I had someone say, well, but, you know, it's not such a thing that if, if somebody doesn't pray, it's not like something's not going to happen. And I'm like, that's not the point of prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost like, let's have a prayer 101. Mm-hmm. God isn't sitting on his throne saying, I'm not going to make my will come about because Karen and Missy didn't pray exactly the <laughs> way I wanted them to. Like, what a messed up theology <laughs> that would be if that were true, because 
I, he would have smited me a long time ago because I'll fight with him. Like, I don't want to pray for that. You know, and I confess, when the, Rush, when the Russian army was laid on my heart, I didn't want to pray for them. It didn't feel good because everything that we read and we see, they're the aggressors. They're, they're doing war crimes, you know, allegedly, and they're doing these atrocities, and they're following someone that people are saying, you know, is... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're following Putin's They're orders. They're following his orders. I'll let the listener make their own judgment on that. But but then I stopped and I was like, wait. Most of those Russian soldiers are not believers and they do not know Jesus. We have to assume that. Mm-hmm. We also have to remember that Jesus did not give us an escape clause on who we're supposed to pray for. And that was a humbling experience because mm-hmm. it's easy for us to say, oh, we're going to, you, know, you have to love your, love your enemy and pray for your enemy. And you think about, you know, maybe the next door neighbor that throws their grass clippings on your yard or something. You know what I mean? Like we think of enemies like that. Yeah. And in this situation, I found myself really judging those people for, well, I wouldn't follow those orders. Well, you know what? I don't know that I, who's to say? Yeah. And how many of those soldiers maybe didn't know what they were going to be asked to do? We don't know, but God knows. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to lift them in prayer. And God loves them. He loves them so much. He wants them to. As much as God loves you know, the category believers. Right. Like there's not. There is no. In these situations, there is no separation. And I think a lot of people make more of a separation in times like these when we mm. should be drawing ever closer to those people in prayer. Prayer is a powerful, powerful tool. How many times have you heard someone going through hardship, believers, mm. and they're like, I don't know, I just felt your prayers. Or an unbeliever says, I don't know what happened, but just all of a sudden, I just had to, I had to talk to somebody. I didn't know what was happening, right? Mm -hmm. For those in the Methodist, found their hearts strangely warmed. (laughs) You know, they have an experience or someone says something. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that it is not in God's plan that this is going to draw the world closer together? in ways that we can't comprehend. I, I don't know, but it's, so it's been, yeah. It's, it's been a hard couple weeks. It's been a hard couple weeks. <laughs> and like I said, and like Karen said, today is Thursday, March 3rd. Who knows what the world will be? But you know what? We, w- we know what the world will be. It will still be under God's sovereignty. And he Even will, if we don't like what we're seeing. Even if we don't like, especially when we oh, don't especially like. Especially when we don't when like. When we don't like what we're seeing because we are called to put our faith in him, put our trust in him, and to remember that he has the plan. And he's not making children in Ukraine be murdered. Mm-mm. He's not making, it's that whole, and that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Making versus allowing. You know, go back and read Job in preparation for that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we love Job. Um, which, again, makes us weird in a lot of people's eyes. But... But, you know, I, I think as believers, we need to, number one, not judge people who are not believers to our standards and pray all the, all the more for them mm-hmm. that they can come to know Jesus. 
So on my on my personal Facebook page, and I'm going to end up sharing this to the Waterworks uh, Facebook page after we're done recording this, uh, is a video of an interview with one of the United Methodist Ukrainian pastors in L Lviv. It was recorded, I believe, March 2nd or 1st. And he spoke very openly about what his church was specifically doing. And because Missy's not on Facebook, she doesn't realize I, I'm, I'm she's hearing, I'm hearing this for the first, so okay. Um, so this pastor, and I'm surprised he's using his real name, but, you know, it's a thing. Uh, he is talking about how his church is helping the refugees who are leaving the eastern part of the country and trying to go, you know, whether it's to Poland, Hungary, Slovakia, Moldova, Romania, any those trying to help people get out. And he said that, you know, people, they found people just wandering around the streets because there is no availability at hostels or hotels or anything like that. He said it cost like $300 a night or something like that for a hotel. And they're not even available like because of the mass migration that has happened. And people are asking him and the other church people that are helping, why are you doing this? Why are you giving us food and water and money even like they're handing them money say here's get across the border with this like and they're asking why oh gives me chills <laughs> and what an amazing opportunity this pastor and his people have to say we're doing this because of christ what witnessing and <sighs> and this is what he says in the video that you know, yeah, we've got food to give right now and water and we're providing shelter for people. But what we really have to give is Jesus. And we're telling people about the hope that we have and the reason that we're doing this. It's because of Jesus. And that's both a tragic and a beautiful thing. That mm -hmm. they are getting to express their Christianity in a way where it's basically put up or shut up. Like there's no, there's no question about where they stand. And the, one of the interesting things, I thought this, was, this question was a bit untoward, I'll be honest, uh, because it was a pastor, I think a former missionary, actually, um, in Minnesota, and then this pastor in the Ukraine were Zooming, and so the, the guy in Minnesota asked the pastor, you know, would you take up a gun and fight? He asked the question, I'm, again, untoward. I don't like that. I don't like the question at all. But he said, you know, right now, my answer would be no. But when faced with the situation that I haven't been in before, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. And... He said that between like Facebook and text messages that he's getting, like 
because the Ukraine is about the size of Texas. It's mm-hmm. a little bit smaller. Um, but it's also, yeah, there's 44 million people, but it's still, like, it's a close community kind right. of thing. There's lots of connections. And from his connections that he's seeing, um, our prayers are working, whatever that means in that context. So if you want to picture a dome of light over the Ukraine or whatever, however God is inviting you to pray, whether it's with following your breath or or laying on the floor and staring at the ceiling, which if you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard me say a lot of times. Yeah, we both do that. <laughs> when, I, when I get overwhelmed, I lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling. Well, th- and there's the difference. You face the ceiling, I face the floor. Yeah. I'm a face down, you're a face up. Yep. So <laughs> that is that I'm going to have to see now I'm going to have to get on your Facebook because I do not like the Facebook <laughs> and and watch I'll, this because I'll share it with just, you. Just forward it to me so I don't have to get on the yeah. the page. But that's God's a at beautiful work. that is a and this is going to sound so Backwards day, <laughs> that that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I am surprised that I have such confidence in, is that God is at work Absolutely. in the midst of this, in the midst of what, yes, I believe is evil at work. Mm-hmm. God is at work as well. And so we get to choose what side we we sit on. And a lot because we are in the United States and our government and well most of the governments around the world has have been very clear about at this point today, March 3rd <laughs> at 148 <laughs> in the afternoon that they're not getting involved militarily. Not, militarily, not sending troops into the country. Right. I can't go and fight. Not that, you know, I would probably, but there are things that we can do. Right. And God is calling so many people to do so many different things. Yeah. Through prayer. Mm-hmm. And as you were sharing that about that about that pastor. You know as well as I do, if a Russian soldier came to him today and mm-hmm. said, I am hungry or I am thirsty, I don't want to do this anymore, he would welcome him and mm-hmm. he would say, let me tell you about Jesus Yep, and welcome him as a brother. Let me tell you why I'm going to feed you. Exactly. And I have the trust and the faith that if I am hungry, my God will provide. Mm-hmm. That is, that is, <laughs> that is disciples walking with Jesus 101 right there. Mm-hmm. He is in the midst of great persecution. You know, I heard on the radio as I was on my way here that there's been reports that, um, you know, public executions are being batted about, that the Russian, um, they may be ordered to do that. And you know as well as I do that anytime there is war, Christians are persecuted in that part of the world. So we really need to just look for look 
for those God glimpses because he is right there with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know what? We're sitting here and I'm, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And that's, we should have that same sense of urgency and passion to share who Jesus is with the person that we most do not want to share it with right here in our comfortable, safe United States. Because the gospel that that pastor is sharing and why he is doing what he's doing is the exact same thing for me. And I am convicted by his testimony because who have I shared? Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) That's, That's amazing. I can't wait to listen to his interview. That's that's encouraging. Yeah, that's encouraging. And it, it all it all starts with prayer. Well, that's what I was just thinking. He when he was answering that question, he may have not said these words, but he and his his fellow believers in their in their congregation, they looked at the situation, they looked at what resources they had, what's the need, what do we have? And I'm sure that they prayed and they discerned, God, what is it that you would have us do? And they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They could have escaped themselves. They could have used those resources and mm-hmm. they could have left. Yeah. And they're there mm-hmm. helping other people who do not yet know the Lord. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now a lot of, he said a lot of the churches that are on the eastern side are are hunkered down. They have to be. They, sure. Just like the rest of the rest of uh, the communities in those locations. But the people are still there. Isn't yeah, that amazing? Haven't, they, yeah, haven't they haven't all left. Left. Um, we have we have a lot to learn sure from do. this experience. Sure and do. in a in some ways to humble ourselves to see that other people have something to teach us as United States citizens, we can be kind of cocky. That might be an understatement of the day. Yes. Um, But, and especially as Christians, we can get very um, myopic is the word that comes to mind. And, There are Christians all over the world, and we're uniting in prayer. Yeah. Well, and there's Christians who are in parts of the world that aren't on the nightly news Mm -hmm. who are being persecuted for their beliefs. And um, those are uncomfortable things for people to think about. You know, when we think about persecution, well, that's something that happens to other people somewhere else. Well, the world is... The world is a small place, but scripture said, you know, God created the earth and he created us. And he didn't say, I'm making these people, you know, they're never going to suffer. But these people, they're going to suffer. So, I mean, it's just, it's really interesting how 20 years ago, this would have seemed like such a distant, far off conflict. And now it seems like it's just across the just just across mm-hmm. the country from us because the world has become so 
so much so so much smaller um but that's that's amazing that's amazing and i'm so i i am so looking forward to hearing his to hearing his story and and it sounds like his honesty was really quite something to say Mm -hmm. i don't know what i might do because i've never been in that situation before and i think that's too that western arrogance that we can have sometimes like oh those people i can't believe they're doing this or Mm -hmm. they're not doing that and I'm always very reluctant to do that because I've never walked in that path and I don't know what I would do. And I would hope that I would be in prayer and say, God, what do you want me to do? Because, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to go out on my own and then ask him to bless it, even though I do that many times. <laughs> but, you know, for those people that are, are truly in, in the face of, of, like you said, Karen, it's evil. That's, I mean, I just pray God's protection over the people on both sides of that conflict, that they all just look at each other and put their guns down and say, enough. Mm -hmm. That's my prayer, is that the people say, enough. Even though I don't say it in words. Yeah. And so as we wrap up our conversation this afternoon, if you have questions about prayer, if you are unsure um, or want someone to talk with, please get a hold of us either through our Facebook page or um, through our website. And those will be in the show notes. And and also I'm going to put two links for ways that you can donate to support refugees from this uh, crisis, I guess we'll call it, aggression, war. It's a war. It is a war, Um, both inside the Ukraine and outside of the Ukraine. Um, So look for those. If you want to donate, great. If not, that's okay, too. Giving you the opportunity to ask and discern from the Holy Spirit and, and then go about praying how... How God leads you. It is with heavy hearts it is. that we we sign off and and say Hased and Shalom. Indeed. Grace and peace, friends. <laughs>